T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one... They're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Mr. Fryer, let's go. Been at the 12, it ain't safe. Lawrence Holmes, noon to 2. On Sports Radio 670 The Score and 670thescore.com in Odyssey Station. Previously on the Lawrence Holmes Show. Stephen Bardo is the best college basketball analyst in America. What do you see happen yesterday between Juwan Howard and Craig Gard? I was sick to my stomach, Lawrence, when I was watching it. It's just unfortunate because I know both men personally. I know that there's not a bad bone in either one of their bodies. They're not malicious people. They're not dirty people. It's just, it's the nature of college basketball in February. And coaches feeling pressure to get their, in particular Michigan, to right the ship and get themselves into the tournament. So there's a lot of pressure. But what, what, I, what really came out of it for me, Lawrence, is that one, you just can't put your hands on people. So there's culpability on both sides, I believe. But for Jawan, it's, it's unacceptable. You can't, you can't hit, you can't hit anybody. Because if we were to go to any other facet of our society and you lay hands on somebody, you lose your job. So it's just, it's just you can't do that. You can't do that. Is Greg Gard supposed to stop a grown man and make him listen if he doesn't want to listen? No, you're not supposed to do that either. And so there's, there's, there's culpability on both sides. Make me a bicycle, clown! Base drop. Welcome in. My name is Lawrence Holmes here with you until 2 o'clock. Here's what we got planned for you. A conversation with our buddy Marshall Harris of CBS2. He will join me at 1 o'clock. We will talk about the, the Baseball Players Association meeting with MLB yesterday. And I, I guess it's productive. Passon and Drylick both kind of said, well, at least they met for longer. And that was the productivity of what happened in the meetings yesterday. That's all I got. Like that's, that's all I got. There were a bunch of players who were involved, though. According to the story in the athletic, like there are a bunch of players that were there. So I think that that's good too, from a, a union standpoint or a player association standpoint, I think that it's good that it's more than just like Tony Clark and his folks that were, that were there. It's people like Scherzer that are showing up to these things. And that way they can 
help disseminate the message amongst the rank and file in Major League Baseball. So we will do a little bit of that on the show today, too. Our top five is fun, I think. I'm not sure Brandon, like, got it, got it. Do you get it? I got a little bit. Okay, well, we'll go through it. My top five things that I would want to be called if I were, like, a professional athlete. And, yeah, like, I was the – I mean, I had a little bit of athletic skill. I still have one athletic gift left. I can still throw. That's it, though. Everything else is breaking down. So what was the main thing that they say about you? What was that key thing? Oh, uh, I, I mean, I, student of the game, like, s- smart. I mean, I was a catcher, though, so that's kind of what you did. Do all the little things? Yeah. Try hard guy. Like, I was one of those. Like, I wasn't naturally – I mean, I don't want to short shrift myself too much. Like, I was athletic enough. Like, when I had the, the, the pro tryouts, the first thing they have you do is run. And they eliminate you pretty quickly if you can't. And I survived that. That wasn't the issue. The issue was when they put a bat in my hand. They were like, man, you can't hit. And I'm like, I know, right? Like, I really can't. I'll, I can hit some bleeders and some singles, but there's no popping this bat at all. Out of all the hosts here at the score, do you feel like you're the fastest? Of all the hosts? All the hosts here, currently here at the score. I feel like Layla would probably dust me in a race. Like, she's a dancer, and she's, she's if you've ever seen her post on Instagram, like, the stuff she'd be doing on, on Peloton, like, I, I feel like, Mm-mm. I feel like that would be a bad choice. David's still in really good shape too. I feel like I would I would place like I would I would be on the podium stand, but maybe not win gold. If that makes sense, it's fair enough. Top three, yeah. Like I I could probably still place. I blow my quad out again, but all for the love of doing the race. We're not counting like the pros, right? Like we're not counting like Heron and. Olin and stuff, are we? I mean, I was going to count Heron. No, then no. I'm not even going to make it onto the podium. I'm not going to make it. if No. So An- Anthony Heron will track you down right now. Like, he'll run you down. I'm surprised he's not here in the studio. Now that you mentioned competition. They either, are you, have you seen the videos of the stuff that Olin is doing at his gym? No, 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 no. I thought you were just talking about the people who are here Monday through Friday. So you're saying that non-athletes hosts you would play. Well, David played Division I football. Like, he was a starting safety at Ball State. Everyone else, I feel like I got a shot. But no, you can't throw Heron into the mix. Are you kidding me? It's a crime. This is waiting to get tackled. That's all it is. And he's just waiting for someone to give him a reason to tackle them. That's all it is. That's that's his whole life. Oh, someone's giving, oh, let me go run them down in the hallway. No. Everyone else, though, I got a shot. Grody, Speaks, Parkins. I got a shot. Ronji. No, he's never done anything athletic in his life. The guy that I'm going to bring on next, really good athlete, though. He's not technically a host, but 
Cody is, is out here. He is out here. And we will talk with him about the Bulls next here on The Score. Lawrence Holmes, noon to 2 on Sports Radio 670 The Score and 670thescore.com in Odyssey Station. Yeah, it's great. You know, that's my guy. I think, you know, I think right now we're, we're the best duo in the NBA. So uh, for us to go out there and compete and put, put the team on our back and, and try to lead us to, you know, a championship. Zach Levine talking about DeMar DeRozan. On Tuesdays around this time, we talk with Cody Westerland. He covers the Bulls for us. His work, you can read it on 670thescore.com. You should follow him on Twitter. At Cody Westerland is where you can find him. He joins me on the Circuit Resort and Casino Hotline. Circuit Resort and Casino in Las Vegas, home of the world's largest sports book. Hey, Cody. How you doing, Lawrence? I'm doing well. How about yourself? I'm doing well. Good. Ready to get the NBA season uh, going again. Not the second half, but the uh, final 23 games, I guess, for the Bulls. What did you think of All-Star Weekend? You know, it was it was fun. I thought the game, the game is just so good in the fourth quarter now with the Elam ending and those guys trying so hard and playing defense in the fourth quarter. So I, I loved All-Star Sunday. I think uh, some of us have aired grievances with how bad the dunk contest Already was. No one wants to watch people throw it off the side of the backboard or try to pass it to to someone three times before they can actually attempt to dunk. So um, that needs a little work. But the game, like I'm telling you, like that fourth quarter was really, really cool. I thought watching and it started a couple of years ago in Chicago with the Elam ending. But you just see some of these guys like Joel Embiid was out there, like having his way, kind of getting to spots on the floor. And you're really like, man, that guy is like a beast. He's just different physically. Um, playing some of these guys and just interesting to to see how everyone navigates against the best in the world. So if we could get a little bit more of the fourth quarter in the first three quarters, not 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 all out. I know that's not going to happen, but maybe just not quite as many free layups and dunks. I think it'd be really, really perfect at that point. Do you think that we'll see an expansion of the Elam ending in, in not just the NBA, but but maybe in some of the other leagues and in college basketball? Yeah, I I would think we'd see it in the G League first for the NBA because they like to experiment with rules there first, whether that's Coach's Challenge a few years ago, um, stuff like that. So I could see the NBA implementing it there and trying to get some data on that to, to see how it goes. I could see the NBA actually maybe even in the coming years with the play-in tournament doing it, kind of like a soft landing to see how that goes, or if Adam Silver ever gets his way and has a midseason tournament, which they've talked about doing in December, like a mini-tournament, um, European soccer-style season-within-a-season uh, type thing or tournament-within-a-season type thing. I could see maybe um, experimenting there. So. Adam Silver is a commissioner that that's open to change and improving the game. So I do think at some point that the NBA will experiment a little bit with that. But I, I don't see like the NBA finals or, or your regular Tuesday night game and regular season changing too much in the next few years. But I think they'll look into it more. Cody, what does the Bulls fan getting ready for the last 23 games of the season need to know about Zach Levine and how he's going to be used? Yeah, I think he could rest on one of the two ends of their remaining back-to-backs. I think he's in a good spot mentally, and he is in a good spot physically, I I think, compared to what some were bracing for. He's got a clean bill of health on that knee other than just having soreness that um, came with draining fluid right before the All-Star game there last week and getting a PRP injection. So... 
Obviously, anytime you're sticking needles in your knee, that's concerning. But he got that clarity uh, of mind, peace of mind to roll out in the second half of the season. So I'd expect the Bulls to manage his minutes a little bit more. I think it would be wise to rest him on one of the end to most back-to-backs. But at the same time, this is a team that's trying to juggle playoff positioning and would really like to get a top two seed and not be in like a four or five matchup in in a tough Eastern Conference. So the Bulls will be mindful for Zach Levine. Again, I think he's in a good spot, but I would expect them to, to reel his playing time in a little bit. And I would expect that meeting probably honestly to be happening kind of uh, starting tomorrow in the next couple of days here as they get going again. Do you think this changes the way the Bulls value him? No, not in the short term. Um, you're referring, I would guess, to the long-term contract extension yes. that, that would be on the table this offseason. That's something you have to be mindful of, no doubt. I don't think it changes a lot, and the reason I say that is because the Bulls are kind of like locked into Zach, right, with their salary cap situation. It's not like they're going to have a open salary cap space if they let him walk to to replace him with other people they're gonna have to go over the cap here so everything's in line for Zach Levine to return to Chicago on a long-term contract I guess if you're asking what type of effect it could have I would think I I have a hard time believing they'd give him one fewer year than like the five years he he would be eligible for because he's looking at like what five years probably 212 million ish depending on kind of where the cap gets finalized like I I would be shocked if it wasn't the max for that because he's earned it this past contract. He's outperformed by a, a whole lot with this four-year, I think, $78 million deal that he signed a few years ago. So it's something that concerns me, but I, I just don't see any other options for the Bulls besides to, to go forward with that contract. Now, if you're talking if Zach makes an All-NBA team this year and was eligible for Supermax and you're pushing $250 million over five years. That means someone's eligible for that. That doesn't mean you have to give it to them or anything. Maybe there's a little bit of negotiation there where you'd be like, you know, you have some knee problems. We're, we're not comfortable with the Supermax annually, but it, it's really on track, it feels like to me, a five-year max extension for Zach Levine to come back probably around that $212, 215000000 figure, wherever it falls um, with all the finances and such. Cody Westerlin, you can follow him on Twitter at Cody Westerlin. It's pretty easy. You can read his work on 670thescore.com. The Bulls didn't go and make a trade for a big. They did get one in the buyout market in Tristan Thompson. I feel like for where they were shopping, they got pretty good value. Yeah, I thought that was a great addition. I mean, if the Bulls had traded for Tristan Thompson and given up a pick or something or or player at the end of the bench, people would have been like, oh, you know, good get. So like that was them being smart and knowing that they could probably get him in the buyout market from, from what they heard across the NBA, from hearing what his desires would be. And obviously he got traded from the Kings to the Pacers and he gave the Pacers some, some good minutes for a few short days there um, before coming here to Chicago on the buyout market. But this is a guy that's a good rebounder. And the Bulls have not been good on the offensive glass all year. Some of that because of their personnel, some of it by choice at times. Uh, I think you'd rather have a set defense sometimes in um, transition rather than crashing the glass too much. So uh, he's going to help on that end. 
I think 83 postseason games he's played in his career. That's a ton of NBA playoff experience. Obviously, a guy who's been to the NBA Finals like four times with LeBron James and the Cavaliers before, a a guy who's a champion. So he understands big moments. And if you saw the Bulls paid him a little bit more than the minimum with their biannual exception, according to reports. So that was a case where the Bulls identifying a guy that wanted to play for a contender in a market that he'd like to go to, and you can use a little bit more money than others might have used on the minimum going and getting them. So that's why they didn't make a trade. And it really felt like at the trade deadline, it was either a big move in hindsight or no move. And the Bulls chose the no move path and then added a guy that that will be helpful for them. And he should be in what I would expect to be around a nine man rotation in the playoffs. How difficult is this stretch coming out of the all-star break? It, it's tough. I mean, they got the Hawks a couple times, the Grizzlies, the 76ers coming back up. We've talked before about the Bulls having the second hardest schedule remaining in the NBA moving forward. The Miami Heat are another team coming up in the next five or six games for them. So that's why that five-game winning streak was so important before the All-Star break and doing um, a good deal of that without Zach Levine, obviously, as he got his knee checked on. So this is a Bulls team headed into to Thursday's game, tied for, for first in the Eastern Conference. And again, mention it. Like, this is a team that really wants a, a top two seed. Like, you're looking at the Boston Celtics. I think they won nine out of ten here recently, playing a lot better basketball. Like, you end up in a series against the Celtics or the 76ers in, like, a 3-6 matchup or the Bucks for some reason. Like, that's a rough first round. And I think when you're looking at this Bulls season, it's been such vast improvement. It's been so fun to watch. It feels like this team deserves and has, has kind of – earned the right to go to like round two. I mean, you got to go out there and prove it in the playoffs. There's no doubt about that, but just the level this team's played at, it feels like this is a team that should win a playoff series and that would be a big step, but you have to finish in the rest of the regular season to put yourself in the best position in this because the East is tough this year. And it's not just a simple um, idea of walking out there as a three seed and going and winning a five game first round series. It's going to be really tough. So that's why I think the bulls will do the best they can, and I think a lot of that's going to rely on DeMar DeRozan to, to chase that one and two seed by relying heavily on him, and then obviously getting Zach Levine here back is going to be helpful, but manage his minutes a little bit. I want to ask you kind of a, a big question about the two teams in the East that made deals. I'm going to start with, with Philadelphia. Same question I'm going to ask you about Brooklyn. What does it look like if it goes perfect, and how could it go wrong? For Philadelphia, I think perfect is winning the NBA Finals if James Harden were to mesh really well with Joel Embiid. I mean, Embiid's playing uh, as well as anyone in the NBA this year, top three MVP candidate right now, has been spectacular and has led the 76ers to, to their standing in the state of this team, getting a zero from that Ben Simmons spot on the roster and that big salary spot. And now they should have a motivated James Harden. I think worst case scenario for them is they could lose in the first round. Like it doesn't work like the defensive Uh, They could have defensive issues in Philadelphia a little bit and just not mesh as well as they can. Because, look, James Harden's been a a pick-and-roll guy, and most of the time he's got a roll guy going up to the rim and catching lobs, and he's loved having that spacing in the half court. And Joel Embiid's not a guy who's just going to sit there and roll, right? Like, he wants the ball in his hand. So they got some stuff to work out there. I think they're both smart and motivated. So I like Philly's outlook a lot more right now. The back end of any contract extension with James Harden is going to be really tough for them to swallow in a few years. But they made this trade for now. So uh, I think best-case scenario for them, they could win the NBA championship uh, if it all works out for them. I think if you're asking the same question for the Brooklyn Nets, mm-hmm. um, 
That's tough. I, I love the Nets before the season. I think a lot of people would have picked them to, to win the title. We saw what they did with Harden, Kyrie, and KD healthy here in Chicago. Just kind of blew up the Bulls, especially in the second half of that game. And then it's kind of just gone in the night with the trade and not having Harden anymore, obviously. I think it's going to take them too much time at this point to go win an NBA title. So I think they've put themselves in a better position for the years to come. I just think I think they decreased their championship odds and chances this year by trading James Harden um, for Ben Simmons, who, look, I mean, I, I think at this point it sounds like he's somewhere in the matter of weeks away from playing. It sounds like ESPN reported rather than months away. So obviously not a lot of time left in the regular season. That's got to be the case for them. But I could see – uh, ben Simmons and Kevin Durant coming back at the same time. They'd be terrifying in the playoffs, obviously, to face them. But right now, they're they're looking at the play-in unless they really get going here. And KD is not um, returning imminently yet. So they could still suffer some lumps here moving forward for a while and end up in the play-in and maybe win a playoff series or two. But I, I'm not seeing the Nets winning the NBA title this season the way it's going with Kyrie's vaccination status and availability. And just I think it would take some time to to get – um, them meshed and everything like they'll benefit so much from an offseason and a training camp when you have such big turnover like that adding Ben Simmons but I don't see it coming together this year before the end of the season um, at the level they want for championship hopes Cody as always I appreciate the time and the information thank you sir yep have a good rest of the show thank you very much that is Cody Westerlin he covers the Bulls for us check out his stuff at 670thescore.com it's right there for you and you should be following if you haven't jumped on and started following Cody you're a Bulls fan do yourself a favor at Cody Westerland. I'm telling you, you can, you'll learn a lot. He is on it when it comes to what's going on with the bulls. Bottom of the hour is being brought to you by Northwestern basketball, Chicago's big 10 team. Hey, today is the day, isn't it? It's, it's the Tuesday. Cause with all the twos in it and Northwestern's got a game tonight at 7 PM. And it's their Tuesday promotion. You can buy now at nusports.com. When we come back, the top five things that if I were a professional athlete, I would want people to describe me like this. We'll do it next here on The Score. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one... They're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Lawrence Holmes, noon to 2 on Sports Radio 670 The Score and 670thescore.com in Odyssey Station. Ah! One, two, three, four, five. 
top five Tuesdays on the Lawrence Holmes Show. But since the day is Tuesday, it doesn't matter in the slightest. Top five Tuesdays. I've only seen a couple, but that's definitely top five. Is it Tuesday? Can't you ask me an intelligent question? Is this the Lawrence Holmes Show? You damn shit! Then it's top five Tuesdays on the Lawrence Holmes Show. Got it? Good. Last week, we heard a lot of people describe DeMar DeRozan in a bunch of different ways leading into the All-Star break. And that's where this brainchild came up. I was like, yeah, if, if I were a pro athlete, how would I want to be described? So I came up with five ways that I would want to be described. Ready? Number five. Alizé's a bulldog. We've known about him for a couple of years. Um, he's the guy that if you said, you know, go eat some glass and we're going to win the game, he's probably going to eat. He'll say, well, do what salt or pepper? Well, I'm not going to eat any glass. Like, having Crohn's, that would just be terrible. And also, it would be terrible if you didn't have Crohn's. But yes, a bulldog. That's a guy who takes the ball every fifth day. That's a guy who's going to, without his best stuff, is going to go out there and give you an effort. It's like a Lucas Giolito-type description. A Mark Burley description. A Kyle Hendricks description. That's a bulldog, man. A Greg Maddox description. This is going to go out there and give you all that he's got. In basketball terms, too, like a Jerome Williams, the junkyard dog. Absolutely. This guy's a bulldog. Although we never, I will say, bulldog is something that seems to be exclusively baseball. I, you usually don't hear people described in basketball or football as a bulldog. Or even hockey. Number four. Kurt Thomas is the KG veteran who can drive teams crazy with his physicality and taking charges. Yeah, KG vet. I think in the broadcasting industry in Chicago, I am one of these. I'm a KG vet. The KG part got me. I was like, KG? Yeah, man. No stuff. That's all that means. Strictly thought of baseball. And I couldn't find nothing baseball-wise. No, KG vet is, see, that's the thing. KG vet is a little bit more of a basketball term. He's a cagey vet. I like that. That the cagey vet's a good thing. Look at this guy. He's he knows stuff. He knows where all the bodies are buried. This guy's been around a long time. He's a cagey vet. He knows how to get stuff done. You know why? Because he's a cagey vet. That's what he's here to do. And, like, in my mind, you're probably thinking of a player that fits the description of KG Vet. Guy knows everything. Dad Young. KG Vet. Number three. Bottom of the ninth. Two outs. You are down by three, but have the basic. Bottom of the ninth. Two outs. You were down by three, but have the bases loaded. You look down the bench, hoping to see one person with a bat in hand. Who is it? Enter Matt Stairs, professional hitter. Professional hitter! Now, when I think of the term professional hitter, I mean, that's what you want to be known. I want to be known as a professional hitter. Edgar Martinez. Like, in my mind, I'm like, Edgar Martinez, professional hitter. 
That's Jose Abreu, professional hitter. Knows how to work counts. Is is in in the at bat the entire time. Might just flip one out to right field. Why? Because he's a professional hitter. What about Matt Stairs, though? Sure, it's fine. Matt Stairs is who I first think of. But I appreciate that that's the soundbite. It's a good soundbite. But I'm thinking about Edgar Martinez. I'm thinking about Jose Abreu throwing a bat at a ball. Why? Because he got fooled, but he's a professional hitter. And that allows him to somehow make contact. Tony Gwynn, professional hitter. Cal Ripken, junior. No? I mean, yes, but I wouldn't put him in the same category as Tony Gwynn or Edgar Martinez. Cal was just, like, Cal was the man. Like, Cal revolutionized the position. But no, I'm talking about doesn't need any warm-up swings Walks up to the plate, and you know you know what you're going to get, Brandon? You're going to get a professional at bat. Matt Stairs. From a professional hitter. Number two. He's a natural winner in himself. You know, he's a person who, you know, I think the biggest thing for him to me that I notice is that, you know, his wantingness to be able to make a big play. Yeah, you want to be known as a winner. You want people to point at you and go, that guy, that woman, winner. I want winners. Yes. He never got them. He never got them. And the ones he did have, he ran off the team. But yes, you want to be a winner. You want people to see you when you walk into a room and go, there's a winner. That person wins. Think about the way that we talk about Tom Brady. Winner. And pretty much everything that he's ever done. He's winning in life. And he's out here winning Super Bowls. You want to be known as a winner. But what's better than winner is number one. Fields, rush coming. Connection with Komet. First down into Raiders territory. Matt Nagy, when we asked him about fields, he said highly competitive, he cares a lot, he wants to be coached hard, doesn't want to be babied, he might be stoic in the moment, but there's a confidence, it's in his DNA. What a beautiful throw, too. May I tag that? I am, please. I talked with a Bears coach, I'm not gonna identify him just in case. You know what he said to all that you just said? Stone Cold Killer. Yeah, that's better than being a winner. If you're a killer, come on. You mean to tell me that there are people that are talking about Justin Fields as a killer? Yeah. That's exciting, isn't it? Charles Davis, man. Our guy CD. That's how people talk about DeMar, too. That's what brought this whole thing up. Is I always saw he's like, that dude's a killer. Play it. We beat him, like, probably, like, we played five games, probably, like, three to two. And then... I remember the next day, like, he said nobody went in the game, and, like, he just went crazy, like, made every shot. He was talking, and um, they beat us, like, I think they beat probably, like, four to one that day. Like, they killed us. It was, they won the whole day, and then I knew he was a 
that's when I really, my first impression of knowing that he was a killer on the court. But off the court, he was always a cool guy, chill dude. Yeah, DeMar's a killer. He is. What's wrong, Brandon? I read the text line. Don't, don't mind me. Is there something funny? I no, no not, I wouldn't say that. Yeah, like, not that way, texter. Player, player name that will not be spoken of. But you know him. He's still looking for people that did things. And he's telling you to be careful because COVID-19 is still out here. Not that type. You know what I mean. So that's my list. Bulldog, KG vet, professional hitter. Winner, killer. If I were a pro athlete, that's what I'd want to be described like. That'd be my top five. That's my list. You don't like my list? Make your own damn list. Marshall Harris of CBS2 joins me next here on The Score. COVID-19 is still out there. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.